Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to CEO Show. We're here today with Dr. Jeffrey Balser. How are you? Just great. It's great to be with you, Robert. It's a real pleasure, and especially because because Jeff is the president and CEO of Vanderbilt University Medical Center, which most people have heard of already. But we are going to hear a remarkable story about a transformation that happened, a rare one. But bigger than that, we're going to hear about culture. And this applies to every organization. So as CEO, really since 2009, so, you know, you're you're almost two decades in there. Talk about the organization. Yeah, I'd love to do that. And Truth be told, it's really my favorite thing to talk about when I talk about Vanderbilt Medical Center. You know, I was um, a medical student here um, back in the early 1980s and finished uh, the MD-PhD program and and was leaving to go to Johns Hopkins and do residency training. But at that time, I, 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 I spoke to myself and recognized that the culture here was really special and that I knew I'd miss it. And I, and I actually did miss it, and it's one of the reasons that I found a way to come back in 1998. And um, eventually, when I ended up in the CEO role, it was clear to me that the place cared deeply about whether its new leader would preserve that. Um, and um, I, can, I can tell you lots of stories, but there was a, there was one big strategy meeting I had with a bunch of what you would imagine as kind of grumpy professors and um, had them rank the things they valued most and the culture and um, kind of caring atmosphere of the place they ranked equivalent to um, publishing in science and nature, which I thought was really interesting. And I was pretty sure would not have been the answer at other places I'd been. So the challenge has been Robert, that as we've grown, and and like all big academic medical centers over the last 15 years, we've we've tripled and maybe quadrupled in size. Maintaining that kind of atmosphere is a real challenge. And the other the other reason it's a challenge is like many professions, healthcare has guilds, and there's the white coats, um, and then there's the blue suits. And the white coats have a very different orientation where the patient is at the center and everybody should be focused on everything the patient needs. And the blue suits are raised differently. And the blue suits, the executives who may not be physicians, care deeply about the patients. But at the same time, their their orientation is around the sustainability of the whole enterprise and its economic sustainability. And so those are that's a culture clash. And I, and I found early in my tenure, it was really important to call that out and not just kind of run by it because I'd really experienced it my whole career where the hospital CEOs and the department chair doctors were talking past each other. And what happens is when those fights happen, it all dribbles down throughout the organization. Pretty much everybody's just in conflict. So we, we built a number of programs over the years, um, to try to improve the way p- 
people work together and ultimately how they feel about one another across all these different constituencies. One that I really like to speak about, we call Goal Fest, where we put the clinical leaders and the health system leaders, the white coats and the blue suits, all in a big room together. And we put the the medical center's incentive goals, things like, you know, how many surgeries are we thinking we should be doing this year? Or how long should it take to get an appointment? Really discrete operational goals. And we those goals are assigned to all of our leaders in different ways as part of their compensation. But what we do is we have them all in a room together talking about why we're not hitting them. Fifteen years ago, that was a bloodbath because everybody was pretty sure it was the other guy not paying attention and it was everybody else's fault. And what we learned over time was how to how to structure those discussions in a way that it was about us. And people began to realize that it's almost never a single individual. What two things happen when people start to meet that way, they realize that the that the problems are complicated and no single individual is the reason things are happening or not happening. And people gradually become more and more aware of that. The other thing that happens is people actually get to know each other. So the president of the hospital actually gets to know the chair of surgery as a person. They realize their kids are playing together somewhere in a school. They they become familiar, and when people really know each other, they give each other more grace when they're managing conflict. And so <clears throat> we've been really deliberate about having people who might be viewed on different sides of, shall we say, historic peer groups um, in coordination together, working on problems together to build that different kind of culture around solving problems. It's really worked well for us. I want to commend you so much on that, Jeff, because I've been on hospital boards for two dozen years. I've interviewed most of the CEOs of major enterprises. I have never once heard, this is the first time, white coats and blue suits, but it's so visual. But now when you talk to culture, you have about 40,000 people. You have two more what I would call really unique practices. One is the leadership assembly and the other yeah. is the monthly CEO videos. Just sure. share, because, you know, we've got 600,000 CEOs here. They want to hear. These are, are fabulous ideas and all what I'd call original thinking. Well, thank you. Um, let me talk about leadership assemblies first. Um, so, we actually already had a practice 15 years ago when I became head of the medical center of having these assemblies and they were on a stage. Um, and the people that could come were the people that were manager and above in the medical center. They were three or four times a year. And the people that could come were the people that could actually physically get there. And we would, I would talk about our plans, some of the things that were, challenging us, and then we would actually recognize people that would win awards. And this was also a culture management play because we have a credo. And in terms of culture management, every single one of those leadership assemblies I'm hammering on aspects of culture, such as 
what kind of behaviors are appropriate and what kinds of behaviors do we want to encourage and caring about the team members and that turns into more care for the patients. Those kinds of themes um, are things that I really work um, in leadership assemblies. The other thing I started doing during COVID, and I think most CEOs would argue that trying to communicate with 40 or 100 or 200,000 people is really hard. Um, And I used to try to do it in writing every so often, but I was pretty sure a lot of people weren't reading it. Is I've moved with the same um, TV producer to four to five minute CEO videos that are crisp and short and on a single topic. And I, I write the script myself and I edit it like crazy so that it really fits into that time period. The other thing he's trained me to do is speak into a teleprompter in a way that it doesn't look like I'm speaking into a teleprompter, which is an art form, I tell you. It takes a lot of work, um, but I've become pretty good at it. I'm not a one-take wonder, but I am um, I can get it done in two or three takes usually now. So I do that now about once a month. During months, we don't have a leadership assembly. And, you know, if we're going to be doing some slowing down in hiring, for example, because revenues are down for whatever reason, I'll, t- I'll talk to the whole medical center about that directly and say, here's our situation, here's what we're doing, and here's why. Um, it was enormously helpful during COVID because people were scared, and I was able to reassure our workforce that we weren't doing layoffs and we weren't doing you know, we were going to keep everybody employed and I was able to maintain, I guess I was able to suppress a lot of anxiety across the workforce through this mechanism. And frankly, it's pretty time efficient as a way to communicate. And when people realize that they're short and they can watch them in four or five minutes, we get thousands of people watching these things. So I've really, I've really grown to like it. Um, And I find the more I do it, the better I get at it. Um, it's like anything you practice and you get better. So, well, there, there you have it so far. We're about to take a commercial break, but you just all received a PhD in culture. And what I, what I want to tell you part of it, when we come back from the commercial break, you are going to hear why, because out of maybe 40 of the top CEOs in healthcare have interviewed. I've never heard of this background. You are going to hear about a CEO who has a background in engineering and why that is a key to success. Back in a few. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Okay, 25,000 cheering extras. 
Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamgaday.com. Teamgaday.com. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on the CEO show where we interview the CEOs who reinvented the fabric of America. We're here today with Dr. Jeff Balser, and he's the president and CEO of Vanderbilt University Medical Center. We're going to talk about a few things. We'll talk about technology. We're going to talk about a fascinating concept he learned from his father-in-law. And, and first, we're going to talk about this being an engineer. Now, 
graduated from Tulane as an engineer before he became a doctor. And um, when you think about the engineering, I remember when I interviewed David Stern was, you know, the commissioner of the NBA for 30 years. He said he had his JD, but he said, Robert, I never really use it, but it's a way of thinking. And that's really what you've used. You've used engineering as a way of solving problems. And we know in healthcare, there are always more problems. <laughs> now, one, by the way, one thing I learned from him, he said, um, I asked him about management. He said, um, episodic micromanagement is underrated. Yeah, very well said. I love that. So here, here is one problem all of healthcare has had, and it's technology. But somehow yeah. at Vanderbilt, you have done tremendous in terms of health information technology, and you're really a national leader completely in that. Talk about what you've done. Well, thank you. And certainly the fact that I'm an engineer uh, by training and many of my management team members are physician engineers, Ph.D. engineers, who are also leading the place. Um, That's helped us um, really get our heads around this growing area of health information technology. I learned when I was a medical student and an intern, frankly, that the real substance of healthcare is information. And, And it's structuring that information so it's useful for us to make decisions. That's really what we do in healthcare. Um, And, and so the growth and expansion and the increasing sophistication of information technology has been something that the medical center hasn't just consumed, but has actually participated in the development of. So the, the first chief information officer came here in the early 1990s. Vanderbilt had its own fully implement electronic health record by 1995, which is about 15 years before most major medical centers. When I was chief research officer before I got this job, I worked with that individual to build a research program around health IT that today is a biomedical informatics department that has over 100 faculty. It's like the size of a pediatrics department. And it's surrounded by a health IT staff of over 1,000 programmers. So we, we work to not just utilize health information technology, but structure it, innovate it, do creative and imaginative things with it that help us with health systems operations, such as advising our doctors, hey, maybe you want to think about this drug and not that drug, or why are you ordering all these tests? Shouldn't we just order these two? <laughs> Excuse me. So the decision support aspects that you can use the data to inform doctors and nurses about what they might want to consider are really, really helpful in healthcare because the the pool of information that we're all struggling with in order to decide what to do on a minute-to-minute basis is overwhelming. And people need to be prompted with options that their education can help them siphon through, but having to create everything de novo in healthcare is just impossible. So, Wiser and wiser informatics support is really what I think a lot of healthcare information technology is trying to do for us. And that's where Vanderbilt has has really led the first. In fact, George Bush came to Nashville and announced the nation's health IT initiative at Vanderbilt Medical Center because we had already accomplished a lot in this area. And now the 
the nation's precision medicine initiative, um, which is called the All of Us Project, where, where Barack Obama announced it, that we're trying to sequence a million Americans and marry that to their health information. That project is based here. That is terrific. We have only about a minute and a half left. So I'm going to ask just rapid fire, quick questions. One in one sentence, you are what CEOs need to know about health care. Just give the top line of it. I know that's a 20 minute conversation. Yeah. Culture is job one. And um, everything else is manageable, including a pandemic. If culture is is sound, if your culture is good, it builds resilience to withstand just about any assault that you're delivered. Um, so you'll never regret investing in culture. Fabulous. And the last question is, you went through what very few people have done, and you only about 40 seconds for this. Um, you were you you got a call from Vanderbilt that uh, you want they want to separate the healthcare organization you end up going through the whole process all new stuff you ended up on go, doing a road show to to um to generate 1.2 billion in debt and since then you've grown from 2 billion to over 7 billion you've had tremendous success what advice and you've like just 1 minute on this do you have for CEOs when they want to transform, truly transform an organization? I would say a couple of things. One is um, be open to feeling again like you're a freshman in college. If you're really going to do something transformative, at least what I experienced at that scale, I, I didn't know enough law. I didn't know enough business to do this on my own. And so my CFO, Cecilia Moore, who, who did this with me, was one of my most important mentors. Um, and so a, a lot of humility is critical to success when you're trying to do something where it's not right in the middle of your schoolhouse, right? You, you really need to say, look, I'm, I'm learning again here. I'm smart enough to assimilate all this, but I really need to understand how it all works, what's most important. And so I, I often would say to my wife, gosh, I feel like I'm doing an MBA and a law degree through this whole process because I'm having to understand things. And that's part of the fun, actually. But if people really know you want to learn from them, they're much more um, giving in terms of what they'll teach you. And it was one of the most valuable learning experiences of my entire career. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And there we have it. I, I want to tell you, Jeff, congratulations on building a world-class top organization with with a truly profoundly brilliant culture. These ideas we've learned on this. What a pleasure it is having you on the CEO show. Robert, I've greatly enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. And just everyone, here's the advice that you learned from Jeff. Number one, learn from everyone and you, you really you have to take it like you're a college freshman if they know you want to learn you will learn but the second thing is prod around and do things take the advice caulk till you die and there you have it <laughs> would you like to host your own radio program or podcast 
Park City Productions 06604 is a Bridgeport, Connecticut-based radio broadcast solutions company. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Park City Productions 06604. Call us at 203-522-8801. Are you curious about what might be missing from your diet and supplement choices? Take a free health assessment to identify your possible nutrient deficiencies. As a certified holistic health coach, I will help you assess and prioritize a supplement program based on Dr. Wallach's recommendations. Call Linda at 833-VITAL-90. That number to call is 833-848-2590. That's 833-VITAL-90. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain. Until one day, the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day, Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492. 800-509-4492. That's 800-509-4492. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. 
Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com America. I'm Robert Brees, and welcome back to the CEO Show. We're here today with BK Calra. How are you, BK? Very well. Glad to meet you. And BK is the CEO of GenPack. It's a fascinating company. But I want to start off because we have a special guest as well, Tiger T. Garajan, who is the outgoing CEO. So we're going to learn about succession. We're going to learn about all of the insights, and this is really a unique company. So let's start with you, Tiger. In its inception from GE, I think there are two fundamentals that are different about GenPak than any organization in the world, which is the Six Sigma, the big business expertise. Talk about your concept um, as being CEO for many years of GenPak. Robert, thank you for having me back on the show and having us together to talk about the various topics that you teed up. So let me start with the history of GenPact. We were born in the late 90s when GE was going down the journey of bringing in Lean and Six Sigma to drive efficiency and effectiveness in the various business operations that the different businesses of GE had. And GE had a variety of businesses in those days. And that's how uh, this business was born. So at the core of the company is real expertise and DNA on Lean, Six Sigma, process excellence to drive value for GE. And then subsequently, we spun off in 2005 and now serve more than close to half of the global 500 companies. And we do a bunch of back office processes for them as we used to for GE, but with much more technology infused in it. But over the years, we've migrated to the middle office and to the front office because what technology has done and AI is potentially going to do even more is connect the back to the middle to the front in order to drive end-to-end value. So that's been the journey we've been on. 
Now $4.5 billion, 125,000 people provide services across 35 different countries, um, across six very well-defined industry sectors. Thank you, Tiger. BK, so talk about, though, what GenPAC is today and the differentiators of why you're different than any organization, but also just share a little bit because you have some background back to the seeds of GenPAC. Exactly. Thank you, Robert. Uh, So our differentiation lies in three or four key attributes. One of our core differentiation is in domain, is in delivering business services that actually nobody does, and that's where our genesis was back in late 90s, as Tiger mentioned. And infusing understanding business services, understanding what that particular process does, drive value through that particular process, and infusing data end-to-end process thinking, and now AI is one of the core differentiation. I think second core differentiation is all around our talent. We have nurtured, we have 127,000 people operating in 35 countries, and the talent that we have is always learning and always agile, and we are really, really precious about the talent that we onboard and talent that we harness. And clearly, Other key differentiation is all about our clients. This is in the service of our clients. Uh, As Tiger mentioned, we work with nearly half of Fortune 500 clients uh, and many others. And how we propel them towards the art of creating value is core part of our differentiation. When you talk about that adding value, I I speak with CEOs every day and AI, specifically generative AI, it never does not come up in a conversation. Everyone's talking about this. So uh, from your perspective, because you're so deeply involved, is this fluff or is this real? And just share what your thoughts are on it. Absolutely. And you're so right. Uh, AI is the topic of the day. And I would say AI will be topic of the day two years from now, five years from now. So it's certainly not fluff. And AI is not a new topic. Yes, generative AI made it a new topic across the board, across all conversations that you will have with many, many CEOs or CXOs. AI has been there, Robert, for over 10 years in many companies, most certainly than fact. Uh, what happened in November of 2022 through OpenAI is this new uh, natural language generation because Uh, Now people could see, people could feel that AI can actually seep into their lives and uh, they could touch and feel it is why it has become such a topical conversation. And we do believe that this is a turning moment for AI. The time of AI winter is over and it will absolutely be a transformative technology as we step into the next decade. So based on that, it's going to be around, it's going to be core. We're, five years is a long time. Think back five years from now where we were at. What advice do you have to CEOs on, on generative AI? And uh, I, you, you can't say hire GenPAC, although it may be a great, <laughs> great idea. What advice, what should the, the, the top CEOs be thinking of now? It's a great question, Robert. And... Look, there are many, many conversations. Everybody is very, very excited about what generative AI can do, uh, and therefore they dive very quickly into 
art of possible and how do you think about just allowing thousand flowers to bloom to make it far more meaningful conversation we have a frame that we typically advise uh, ceos through that frame includes what is what does possibility mean possibility of ai and you that framing is back to the business question of uh, you know what are the goals that you have and typically when an enterprise thinks about goals we observe they have gaps in the goals the gaps in the goals could be in skill sets the gap gaps in the goals could be in tool sets or mindsets but clearly defining the goals and ai is just one of the tools it is not the be all and all of it another frame of that is applicability and how work gets done and that's very very important it is not a subject of just automating a process it is what is the work today and how work can get done tomorrow uh, is a very different question uh, another lens is capability and how you bring in various capabilities that exist within your organization or that you need to borrow from partners like us to deliver the goals and all of this in the framework of responsibility responsible ai is an integral pillar of ai and in case you don't pay enough attention to it it can soon become a liability Let's talk about that which are the industries that you work most with. I I think there's six core industries. Six core industries and then many other industries underneath them. I'll pick up financial services, one of the core industries that we work with. Uh what's an example of of a client who you've worked with? What was the challenge they had? What was the action you took and what was the result? In a sense where that went with the relationship is a great question again robert and we have multitude of clients in financial services but i'll possibly connect the dot with ai uh, to the question that you are asking so a pick up financial crimes financial crime is one of the key areas that all the banks financial institutions are uh, you know very attentive to uh, also because it is a regulated space and it is a very onerous and cumbersome process uh you know as you can think of uh, the cyber threat perception as well and with the help of ai what we have done uh we have our own proprietary tool we call it risk canvas uh, which was built on uh, aws native environment and uh, we integrated the bedrock capabilities to do auto narrative generator uh, for uh, financial crime and that is now in production in many of these financial services clients If someone wants to learn more about Genpack, what is the website to go to? A CEO's listening in, they say, "Oh, I really should be working with them." One of the one of the CEOs who may not be working with you yet. Yeah, and there are many of them. www.genpack.com. Yeah, you know what's interesting? If you think about it in AI, you are the one company all those years ago you had the perfect name, Gen, G E N Pack. So it's like Gen AI. There we, you go. We had the foresight, I guess. Tiger had the foresight. <laughs> foresight many years ago. We're now going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to hear about something interesting which is succession and you're this is rare where you get two CEOs incoming outgoing of a multi-billion dollar organization. So you'll hear that when you come back. Stay tuned. Go to genpack.com while you're listening.
from Philly to Fresno, Brooklyn to Boston, Data Cable Superstars has the best prices on installation of Cat 5 and Cat 6 wiring for cameras, computers, phone, and data. Specializing in off-peak installs as to not interrupt your workflow. If this is an I-need-it-done-yesterday situation, then it's time to call Data Cable Superstars at 203-942-1427 or go to datacablesuperstars.com. That's datacablesuperstars, all one word, dot com. Data Cable Superstars, where estimates and big ideas are always free. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Who listens to radio at night? EMTs, truck drivers, law enforcement, and many other hardworking people just like you, buying products and services from companies just like yours. Many companies owe their success to radio. It's the engaging medium. Call 877-996-4327 or email advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, veterinarian and naturopathic physician. The Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy with an important message. Take charge of your health. Do not continue to blindly follow the system that has failed us all. I appreciate GCN listeners because you're open-minded and intelligent. If our system is so great, why is it that the United States, the USA, ranks nearly 60th worldwide in longevity and number one in obesity? All the while, we spend more money than all the other countries combined annually on unnecessary health care procedures and toxic drugs. It doesn't take much to get on track, not with 
with the government or pharmaceutical companies, but rather you in control of your own health with a basic understanding of nutrition and supplementation. FDI Longevity has the finest quality health, sports, and energy supplements available. GCN listeners are invited to join our team of people who want to stay healthy well into old age. We are currently looking for specialists to represent FDI Longevity and save America. To buy products at wholesale prices or join our business team, go to GCNteam.com. That's GCNteam.com. Support GCN. Get healthy. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on The CEO Show, where we speak with the CEOs who have reinvented the fabric of America. And we're, we're here with, with, with BK, who is the CEO of GenPak Incoming. And this is an organization we're going to find out also about those 127,000 people, how you, how, you, how you build a culture where you've won all these awards as most innovative culture and stuff. But let's talk about succession because we have the outgoing CEO, Tiger. So, Tiger, what are your thoughts on succession? You know, one of the things that I believe firmly is that organizations and institutions not only should deliver value for shareholders, for customers, for their employees, and for the community, but should do so in a very, very sustainable way. And sustainability is about 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 200 years later. What's the institution uh, doing? How much it's thriving? Remember, we grew up with GE, uh, one of those types of institutions over decades. Um, and therefore, as I've thought about uh, leadership, I've always wondered why not enough attention is paid by leaders to what happens to the business, to their team, and to the company that they were leading post their leaving. Um, so as I've thought about CEO succession at Genpak, and as I finished my 12 years and getting into now the 13th year, I've always... M- thought about how do I make sure that the bait and exchange is done in a manner 
where three, four, five years later, I can look back with pride at the institution that I was involved in building and now continues to thrive. And the important thing to remember is that it's going to change. Uh, this company, Genpact, has pivoted seven times in its 25-year history. Um, most recently, it's pivoted more often than before because the world has changed so much. I think it'll be fair to say that going forward, it'll pivot even faster because that's the world we are in. And to be able to do that with the foundation that we have is what I have spent a lot of time and the board has spent a lot of time uh, thinking through the right way of building succession. And I have to say that in the choice of BK that the board made, um, I am so delighted because as BK explained, he's been at the company for 20 years. Um, he knows the culture of the company. At the same time, he has a vision for the future, which he described uh, in the conversation that he had as AI first. And I believe that's a very important vision to have, but yet built on the foundation of lean and Six Sigma and process and industry knowledge. So that's the way I think about CEO succession. So BK, what do you have to add to that? Well, I think uh, very, very proud of the foundation that we have. And um, we, a lot of times we say we are a different company that you can still recognize. And uh, that's, the, that's the pivot that Tiger has been talking about. We are constantly evolving, constantly changing in service of our clients, in service of our people, in service of our communities. And uh, that speed, will, speed of change will only increase. Yeah, it, it's certainly a unique business model with great value. So let's go, BK, into your um, into your philosophy on leadership. And now, specifically, you said you have 127,000 people, and talent is one of the three core elements with domain and customers. So talk about your leadership philosophy, how you manage a culture that's so large. Yeah, it's a great question again, Robert. So first, let me go to our people uh, that who, who we are very, very proud of. And one of the attributes that we are exceptionally proud of is their learnability index and the curiosity that they have and the curiosity that they fuel in their teams. Uh, we also have an infrastructure set up and a platform set up within the company. We call it Genome. Uh, we In the 120,000 people, 100,000 plus people are enrolled on Genome, where we have Genome? Genome. G-E-N-O-M-E. Genome. And uh, there are nearly 100 plus specified skills, both technology skills as well as softer skills that people can themselves train on. And uh, uh, so curiosity and learnability and agility is fueled in our, uh, in our people. And we have a framework, we call it CI scare, curiosity, courage, incisive, inclusive on bedrock of integrity. Oh, I love that. Say that one more time for everyone. It is CI scare, so two C's, two I's on bedrock of integrity. Curiosity, courage, inclusive, incisive on bedrock of integrity. I and how do you get, it's a brilliant one, I've never heard it before, how do you get 127,000 people to line up on this and follow that way? And it is a lot sitting in how leaders behave, 
how leaders authentically talk about it and not just talk about it, do it every single day. And therefore, the say-do ratio, as we say it in within Genpak, be it for our clients, be it for our people, is a very precious asset that we have. Great. So, so on the concept of innovation, so you have this culture, and and um, and I, I've written for Forbes like 350 articles, and you know you were totally separate from this, but you were always like one of the top 100 best cultures of innovation. What is the secret to innovation to making it really work? It's a fascinating question again, Robert. It sits in the Lean Six Sigma and always questioning the status quo. That's how we were born, and that's how we behave even today, 25 years later. Every single day, people wake up to do better. And when you are thinking about doing better, along with the tools that you have, be it Lean, be it Six Sigma, be it data, be it process, be it AI, be it end-to-end thinking, in service of doing better for clients, doing better for communities, change and innovation happens. And, and you've only about a minute and a half left. We've talked Six Sigma. Everyone's heard the, top, the concept, uh, black belts in it. Just give people who maybe are newer listeners who haven't what Six Sigma is, because that's really part of your DNA. It's just way of thinking, way of thinking how to constantly evolve and improve and remove defects. And, and it's something like three defects per three point three point eight defects in a million. Okay, thank you. I knew I'd get it right for me. Okay, finally, you've 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 thirty seconds left. Just give give a sentence of your advice to CEOs on how they manage change and navigate uncertainty going forward. Be authentic, be learning, be adaptable. You will, you will not only survive, you will thrive. And there you have it. Less than 30 seconds. A pleasure, BK. Welcome in. And Tiger, great having you both on the CEO Show. Thank, Thank you, Robert. G'day. I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at teamgaday.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your longevity business. Teamgaday.com. Teamgaday.com.